Good morning to each one and greetings in Jesus' name. The message this morning is probably in a different vein. It's something that I've been thinking about for a little bit and it has to do with Thanksgiving. And the title of the message this morning is Gratitude or Entitlement. The word gratitude means a quality of being thankful. It means readiness to show appreciation for and returning kindness. The word entitlement means the fact of having a right to something. Another synonym would be a claim or uh, having certain rights. The belief that one is inherently deserving of special privileges or treatment. So as a Christian, are we entitled to a good life? Are we entitled to success? Are we entitled to freedom from disease or pain or anything else like that? As we come through this national holiday of Thanksgiving, and I think I understood from Glenn and Carla that uh, the Canadian national holiday is in October, is that correct? Something like that. We tend to say that we're thankful. And yet, do we really show thanksgiving in all of our life? I want you to turn with me, if you will, to some familiar, some familiar uh, verses in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, God had made some promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he gave some special instructions to these people that were called his children. And I want you to follow along with me as we read here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting at verse 4. And tell me if there's an entitlement here. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, God, one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord, with, the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be, 
When the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And again I ask the question, is there entitlement in these verses? God did say, that he was going to promise to give, he swear unto thy fathers in verse 10, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them the great and goodly cities. He was going to lead them into this land, predetermined land that he had promised them. And we read this history and we think, that's a really interesting, that's a good story. But we also see in these verses commands. And we see in these verses instructions. And we also see that they were supposed to do something. Were these people entitled to this land that God had predetermined to give to them? Well, you could almost say maybe. These people had seen the mighty works that God had done for them. And we see the commands that he had given them. And then we read this story, this history. And then we walk away from church or from our devotions or whenever we read this story. And we walk away into our pleasant, happy, easy life. And probably forget about this story. But what does God want from each one of us today? Do we recognize the needs in our own lives and in the lives of those around us? Did these children of Israel, these chosen people, recognize all the things that God had done for them? I would say yes, they did. But then in verse 12, it says, then beware. It says, then beware lest thou forget. And what was he saying that they were going to forget? They were going to forget the Lord. Beware lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. We see this picture, this history of the children of Israel. And this is a physical nation. But we today are the spiritual nation of God. And God has delivered us from bondage through Jesus Christ. We need to beware lest we don't forget. We read this history and we think about this natural people. But do we read this history and think about ourselves and how God has delivered us out of bondage, out of Egypt, and is showing us a way to the promised land. 
do we remember those around us and want to encourage them to come along with us. We have so much people. And there are many around us that have so little. Friday morning, I left home at about 3.30 a.m. I was on driving to Pennsylvania to pick up the venison we took up there for processing. When I left home that morning, it was about 24 degrees at our house. The further north I drove, the colder it got. And when I arrived at Burpack in Myerstown at 7 o'clock or just a little bit after, the thermometer on my truck said 12 degrees. It was biting cold. The wind wasn't blowing, but it was a difference in temperature of 12 degrees, and it was cold. But you know what? I had a warm truck. I had a warm jacket. I was dressed, and I wasn't out in the cold for a very long period of time. I loaded the meat up and headed back down the road about an hour later. We've been talking at Mabel Memorial, the chapel in Harrisonburg, about reaching out to the community in the city. And so on the way home, this was Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, on the way home I tried to get in touch with some people to see if there was a possibility to uh, do a kettle of soup. So I called the Salvation Army, and it gave me another number. So I called that number. And it gave me the number I called before. And so all the way down the road, a couple of times I would try to call these numbers to see if I could get in touch with the Salvation Army to see about doing a project to reach out to the less fortunate. Nobody was available. Nobody was working because it was the day after Thanksgiving. Nobody was there. When I got to Harrisonburg, I drove... Through the, through the town, through the city, and I drove down to my community place. <clears throat> it's down near the little grill, down near Whitmer Tires, just north of Court Square, just a little bit. It's a place of outreach for some less fortunate in Harrisonburg. And when I pulled up along the street there, I was going to walk up to the door to see what the hours were for my community place. They were closed because of the holidays. Closed for Thanksgiving. But around the corner, right beside the steps, there sat three people on a bench. And when I pulled up on the sidewalk, I noticed these three people. They kind of looked around the corner to see who it was. And so I got out and went over and talked to them about the hours of my community place. And there were these three people bundled up against the cold. And the temperature had risen a little bit. I don't know what it was when I got home there. Two of them were covered up with a heavy blanket. One sat with a heavy leather jacket on and his hood up. And so I just struck up a conversation with these folks The one was a young man in his 30s. He was 34. His name was Jonathan. 
He grew up in Clover Hill near us. He fell on some hard times. And I asked Jonathan, I said, so Jonathan, what are you doing? And he said, nothing right now. I said, well, where are you staying? And he said, well, I stayed in the neighbor's backyard last night in my zero-degree sleeping bag. And I said, it was cold last night. He said, I was okay. The other man was near my age. He didn't say too much about himself, but seemingly the same story. What are we to do? I had a lot of venison on the back of the truck. I had a a warm engine. And you know what? I could get back in my truck and I could drive to my house. Where Where the house was warm and there was food. I didn't have a job to offer him. I didn't really have a place for him to stay. And so what do I have to offer? I gave him a chunk of deer bologna. And then I got in my warm truck and I drove away. And these verses that were read earlier in James chapter 2. It says, what doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Folks, it's not just about faith. It's about doing something about it as well. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, if one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, and notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, What doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith. Franklin read this. And I have works, show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. I drove away. in my warm pickup truck. We have heat in our house. We have plenty of food in our pantry and in our freezers. We have family and friends. We have a loving church. We have so much. Am I thankful? Or am I entitled to all of these things? Is this something that I deserve because I was born into a home where my dad worked hard? 
Do I deserve this? Am I thankful for the blessings and the opportunities that God has given me? And I do I use these blessings to reach out. God told these children of Israel, don't forget me. And it's because of unthankfulness in most cases when these people forgot who God was. And I dare say and I fear that we as affluent Christian people today are losing our fear of God. And I say that for myself. Do I let others know that it is because of the glory of God that I am, or God's mercy, I should say that, because of God's mercy that I am who I am and where I am? What would I be like had I grown up in similar circumstances as Jonathan? Would I have done much better with my life? And I think all of us could say, oh, but for the grace of God. Oh, but for the home we were raised in. Oh, but for the faith that has been passed on to us, would we be just like him? Do we need the same instructions, the same commands that God gave the children of Israel so that we can continue to foster faith and then put that faith into action through works? We do. Are we entitled to it? No. We are not deserving. We deserve, if we deserve anything, we deserve to face the penalty that Jesus faced on the cross. And yet he was willing to give. As we remember God, are we thankful for his saving grace? Are we more aware of the blessings of holy God? Are we truly thankful for what we have? Or do we feel, this is my right. If you would have walked into this church building this morning and the furnace were not running and it were 30 couple, of degree, 30 couple degrees in this building, would you feel it's your right to turn on the furnace so that we can we, we be warm while we worship? I think I would. And you know what I'd do? I'd probably go back there and I'd turn the furnace on. But there are people in this world worshiping under severe persecution in cold buildings, in hiding. Do we say, I can do this. I've worked for it. I've worked hard for what I have. Do we justify our wants as needs? Turn with me, if you will, to Luke. Luke chapter 12. 
entitlement. Luke chapter 12, verse 13. It says, And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. Master, Jesus, talk to him. I want to get my portion. I want to get this inheritance that is with me. Entitlement. I deserve it. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And he spake a parable unto them. And we read this parable. But let's look at that verse. It says, Take heed and beware of covetousness. Why do I have some of the things I have? Why do you have some of the things that you have? Why do you want some of the things that you want? And same for me. Is it because it's a need in my life? Is it because I deserve this? Is it because I've worked hard for this? Or is it because I saw that my neighbor has that and I like it? And I'd kind of get one I'd kind of like to get one like it. The story of the rich man that had plenty and his fields brought forth more. It says This will I do, verse 18. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat and drink and be merry. We come through this Thanksgiving holiday, and we spend a lot of time with family, which is good. But we have a traditional meal, which is a lot. And then we have more food, which is too much. Are we like this rich man? I will say to my soul, Thou hast much goods laid up. I can take it easy. Let's eat, let's drink, and let's have fun. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Folks, today we have an opportunity and we have an abundance and I read an article by Kate Parker, and it was called Ingratitude. She said in this article, article, we take for granted the opportunities we have and then dwell and obsess on trivial matters. By forgetting I have these opportunities, I'm behaving with entitlement. It's my right. Practicing gratitude is more than focusing on what you have. It's about being conscious of the opportunities that are available to you and the blessings you take for granted. Now is the time to stop 
acting entitled and take stock of everything in our life and be grateful. Do we take stock of our life? <clears throat> Luke 12:42 And the Lord said, "Who then is that faithful and wise servant, steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. And it talks about what happens to the unwise steward. But down in verse, the last part of verse 48, it says, for, un, for unto whomsoever much is given of him shall much be required, and to whom men have committed much of him they will ask the more. How much has been committed to you? Much. To us has been committed much. What are we going to do with our stewardship of the opportunities and the blessings we have? Are we going to just eat and drink? And I say this to myself, not to you all. And are we just going to eat and drink and be merry? Or are we going to reach out to people like Jonathan? Or someone else. We have been given much. We have been entrusted much. We are blessed beyond measure. And yet, do we deserve it? In Colossians, it says in verse, verse 15 of chapter 3, it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be thankful, be full of gratitude. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We come here today and we can sing praise songs to God. We come here today and we pray to our Creator. We come here today and we read His Word And then we walk away. Are we doing what verse 17 says? And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Do we feel we deserve these things? If we do, it's an entitlement mentality. But if we are truly, humbly, grateful, it's a feeling of gratitude that God wants in our lives. In gratitude we gather... To seek the Father's face. In thankfulness we offer our worship in this place. We have so many things about that seem to catch our eye. 
The pomp and circumstance of life is often dead and dry. I deserve this or that is not the Christian way. It's, it is of humble service of Christ we should portray. Entitlement is not the means by which we act or feel. Grateful we should always be for this is what is real. As we go from here this day to day, let us look to God above and thank Him for His mercy and His everlasting love. May the praise we offer Him this day, the Creator, Savior, Friend, be acceptable in His sight and author and offering just for Him. Lord bless you.